Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Spirituality and Magic Podcast. I'm your host once again, Hunter Salazar, and today I'm joined by Josh once again. Hello, folks. And uh, today's episode is going to be about the nature of demons, but I do not know the questions that he will ask, so it's gonna, every question is going to be a little bit of a surprise to me, so I didn't review them beforehand. At any rate, let's go ahead and dive in. Uh, what's the first question about demons? Question one, what diseases or afflictions can demons cause? So uh, the thing about it, – it depends on what level of demons. So when it comes to how demons can feasibly enter this world and go over the gateway um, – you know they're on the other side of a gate, the gateway, or multiple gateways between lower realms and this realm and in the material universes. So they can actually even individual virus cells or or disease cells can um, be individual demons, and sometimes the only way that they can enter this realm is through these individual virus or disease cells. Uh, so. The virus and disease cells basically uh, show the nature of demons in one fashion or another. Um, a virus, honestly, we scientists are really confused by viruses because they they're not they're not actually very they're not conscious, and the only way they can reproduce is if they attack um, somebody's body, if they try to insert the information that they have into individual cells in a body, um, very much like cancer. And they cannot survive outside of the body. So it, they don't meet up to the definition of life. They, they really only meet up to the definition of corruption. Um, so, you know, whether we're talking about cancer, tuberculosis, po- polio, um, leprosy, to, uh, or any other disease, the Black Death, smallpox, and even recently coronavirus, uh, individual cells of the virus uh, you can think of them as little gateways. When one one uh, cell of the virus affects another cell of your body, then basically a little gateway to lower realms is created so that a new um, virus or disease cell can be formed. So it, it, it's kind of like a, a it's kind of like there's these little holes being poked into different dimensions. Uh, so that a virus or disease cell can uh, come to fruition and quote unquote live, though they're not necessarily alive as much as they are the corruption of that which lives. So does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay, so let's go to the next question. This next, this next question, the second one, is to follow up a little bit on the first one. Do you think demons have a part to play in mental illness? Maybe something that took place... Maybe thousands of years ago, even perhaps, maybe in some sense, cause. Yeah, so um, a lot of the time, for me, as far as my understanding goes, mental illness is caused by certain influences of past acts and and previous uh, incarnations. I believe in reincarnation, and there's some acts that will um, not necessarily inspire, but inflict mental illness on us. Now, that's not always the case. Sometimes mental illness is inflicted upon us because it's there to teach us something. And sometimes it's actually beneficial because we actually go down a different route than if we had been completely quote-unquote normal. Um, so when we when we have some mental illness, like me and Josh have schizophrenia, uh, it's not necessarily that we deserve something bad as much as it is there was a lesson to be taught or we were meant to delve deeper. Um, but it can, mental illness can definitely 
be a result of negative karma. It's just not necessarily that. Uh, a lot of the time, it has to do with what we need to. It, it's the it's the fuel that we need to learn. It's the fuel that we need to overcome some boundaries. Um, so mental illness in general, it, I wouldn't say that it's inflicted upon us by demons, but at the same time, any affliction that's negative may have connection to demons. It's just not necessarily so. Uh, does that make sense? Uh, yeah, it actually makes a lot of sense to me. I feel like I've, I've learned quite a bit through my struggle with the trial of fire of uh, mental illness. Um, so the third question, what are the what are the king of demons' main reasons or sins for falling to be titled Satan? So, wait, what was the last part of that? What are the king of demons' main reasons slash sins for falling to be titled Satan? To be titled Satan. Okay, well, the reason why a lot of demon kings were titled Satan is because to know their name or to know their qualities... Um, it's easier to contact these beings through. So it's, it's, it's actually much easier, but also uh, much safer to just call all demon kings Satan because then you don't really have um, a name or a, or a, de or a deity or a, a source uh, to send, you know, negative, to send negative missiles, basically. Um, you don't have a source... Uh, that can afflict you or that you can call out to, rather. Um, so a lot of the time in various spiritual texts or religious texts, we'll get the same name, like like in Christianity, Satan, um, for every single king of hell. And while Satan might be the, the first of their kind and the oldest, Satan is by no means the master of the kings of hell. Paimon, Belial, Baal, um, Asmodeus, uh, beings like that, uh, the reason why their names were taken out of something like the Bible is so that people can't really hone in on their individual natures uh, and actually worship them or work with them. So it, it, when, it, when something is titled Satan, it, it's basically just using the older brother's name for the whole family. Um, you can even say that you're using the older, older brother's name for even Lilith, which is uh, the mother of demons. Uh, so, you know, kings of hell, they, they are, are various aspects of the fall. So like, um, I think it is Belial is the one who dared to say I in the presence of God. And he is a demonic king of the ego, uh, of, uh, self-empowerment separate from others. And Paimon, uh, very much a, a magical being, uh, he, but like, I, I guess Azazel is the one that I know most. Uh, Azazel is uh, credited or discredited as being the one who gave makeup and uh, how to make weapons of war to humanity. Uh, Belial, which is chained in the darkest uh, cavern, um, you know, in ancient Jewish tradition, was they they'd they give one goat to God and then they send out they'd sacrifice one goat to God and then they'd send another goat out into the desert or the wasteland in order to give it to Azazel so that he'd stay back and be satisfied and the the further you go back in um, in Jewish uh, mystical or spiritual traditions and understanding. Um, the more you feel like everything is a part of the same whole and that you need to appease. Um, beings like the the kings of the kings of hell, 
and also appease God, but to a greater degree. Um, it becomes more less dualistic and more just different parts of the all, the further back in, um, in Jewish mysticism that you go. At any rate, before we go to another question, let's go ahead and get a word from our sponsor. All right, everyone, we are back. So what's the next question, Josh? In terms of hierarchy, what two entities, likely angels, I suppose, that fell, also fell uh, with Lucifer and were, were second and third in command, I suppose? <clears throat> so, um, Lucifuge, which is not a name that most people know. Lucifuge, he was, um, you could say he kind of existed before, but mainly after the fall. Lucifuge is the force of endless desire, endless want. No matter how much his, uh, he satisfies his desires or how much he gains, uh, there's this endless pit of desire and want that, uh, that not only cannot be filled, but he knows it can't be filled. So there, basically, Lucifuge is the, the desirous side of Lucifer. He's the one that... that resembles the abyss far more than Lucifer. And, of course, when we get to Lucifer and Satan being separate, they, they are separate entities, but it's very complicated as far as when, when we think of time itself. Um, it's it's when, when we think about the abyss, when we think about the astral realms, the existence of different beings is less solid than the difference between, like, say, me and Josh. Uh, the, the, the lines are blurred. So... The uh, it's often said. I think that uh, Lucifuge is the you know the prime minister or governor of hell, um, uh, whereas whereas Lucifer himself, who became Satan, uh, is kind of the um, he's the personification, not necessarily the, the the prime minister or governor of the of hell of the hells. Um, I guess the third in charge. It's it's really hard to say because. There's not a cl there's not always a clear hierarchy as far as like a single line. It's it's just kind of sporadic as far as different aspects of the hells. So if I was gonna say third in line, I I'd say Lucifer, Lucifuge, and and well Lucifer, Lucifuge, and Satan would be like uh, would be a good way to describe it. Satan is the already fallen. Lucifer is the remnant of that which has fallen but not become something else than himself. So it becomes very complicated when we think about hierarchy. But Paimon, Baal, Belial, um, these beings are basically on par with Satan. Um, it, they're just referred to as Satan because um, they, the Bible doesn't want to give a lot of knowledge or other scriptures don't want to give a lot of knowledge on these individual entities. Uh, does that make sense? Yes, it does make sense. Okay, so what's the, what's the next question? Fourth question. Um, what demons are... Kind of at the forefront of your mind, ones you may not have talked about yet, um, based on what you've read about them, and um, pretty much what which ones are the most heinous. Okay, so I guess the last part I can't really answer be as far as which is the most heinous, but the rest, uh, what's on the f those that are on the forefront of my mind are um, the Mayor Jizren um, uh, gods, the mages run cabals, gods, basically. So these beings, they're on the forefront of my mind because they're actually more chaotic than the demons that we have associated with the dif different levels of hell and the different demonic kings. Mages run gods, in their own lore, it is said that the celestial gods and the demons 
uh, you could say demon kings as well, uh, came together to expel the Mayor Jizren gods because the, the Mayor Jizren gods wanted to give complete and utter power to destroy uh, to, you know, individual mortals uh, instead of instead of being worshipped. The, de- the demons and the demon kings still want to be worshipped. The celestial gods obviously still want to be worshipped. Um, of course, even it, it's more of a positive influence, but uh, the Mayor Jezran gods, they're not interested in being worshipped. They're interested in complete and utter destruction and the empowerment of every single individual human to give them the power um, without the knowledge and wisdom to know how to use it, which basically makes them far more chaotic than the demon kings or demons because um, that that is basically why the celestial gods and, and demons and demon kings came together to expel them into the realm of Mayor Jizra. Um, they, they live in realms that are basically spheres circling the nine hells, which you can think of as a very large planet like Saturn, but with different layers. Um, and it is said that even in the uh, Mayor Jizren Cabal's beliefs that Satan feels bad about siding with the celestial beings in order to send them to the realm of Mayor Jizra, um, and that he probably wouldn't do it again. But they're so chaotic that even demons won't side with them. So we got to understand that demons have a hierarchy. They have certain ways that they do things. But when it comes to the Mayor Jizren, uh, Cabal's gods, uh, they're, it's ultimate chaos because they want to give ultimate power to every single human being. Uh, and without the ability or knowledge to temper that power, everything would be in complete flux and destroyed. Um those are the ones that are at the forefront of my mind. Uh, these Mayor Jizren gods like uh, Chernobog. He is the self-proclaimed leader of these Mayor Jizren gods. Very Slavic-oriented in a way. Um, and there's basically the, the various uh, the various gods in the Mayor Jizren Cabal um, are are various aspects of either different sins. Like there's, one, there's a woman that... There's a, a female goddess that is in charge of lust and how to uh, experience greater pleasure, but also sap people's energy while you're having sex. Um, There's another that is the god of of pain and war and battle um, that can teach you how to inflict pain on somebody in greater degrees, but also withstand pain and become stronger uh, physically and spiritually. So there, there's different aspects to these these various different entities. They're they're on the for, forefront of my mind. Um, another one on the forefront of my mind is uh, the Persian demons, which you know the the Ifrit, they're, they're infernal genies basically. They're the ones that did not side with Muhammad um, after he received his message from Gabriel. They decided that they uh, wanted to combat Islam, uh, but they're they're very chaotic. They're uh, they're described by uh, Ben Quayen, uh in the uh, the book of the Smokeless Fire. They are so chaotic that if you call upon them, then you better have a way to direct them toward your enemy. Otherwise, they could, and it, you better also have an athame or weapon. Otherwise, they may attack you and try to kill you. Um, they appear in forms like a crow with human feet and maybe a human head. Uh, of a very diseased old man and a beautiful young woman um, merged, you know, half and half in one body. Uh, they're they're so grotesque and they they appear in this world so grotesquely because um, 
it resembles their actual chaotic nature. They they don't have they don't have what we think of as um, different you know, different beings have different qualities. Really, they they manifest as these grotesque combinations of different uh, of different you know human body parts or animal body parts because they uh, they can't manifest as anything else. So a, a lot of these a lot of these more chaotic and sporadic in nature beings are what are on the forefront of my mind, and they actually I guess you could say they scare me more than the kings of hell or Satan um, because of their chaos and how much that I know if uh, if they came over the threshold between realms that they would cause problems for us. So those are what's on my threshold. But as far as heinous goes, I think that the most the most chaotic or probably the most heinous in my mind because uh, I, I serve order and Divine Mother Kalima and Odin are a, a goddess and god of order and really the benefit of man and not the detriment to the all. At any rate, what's the next question? Uh, last question. Have demons ever been enslaved on Earth? And if there, and is there a book you'd recommend on the topic? Okay, so the keys of Solomon, the lesser, greater key, and then the—I uh, can't remember what the smaller book is called. I think it's uh, Testament of Solomon, I suppose. Testament of Solomon. That's right. Um, those books basically describe exactly what happened. That uh, Solomon was able to enslave many demons because of his uh, his connection to the angels. And the angels, basically, he called them in as bullymen uh, to force the demons into a place where they had to serve Solomon. The angels definitely had a... You could say that they were slave drivers in this instance. Um, now, granted that these demons that he enslaved were not good people, one of them. Uh, I'll give an example. One... I think it was a, a female demon had the head of a woman, but the body of a snake, and she had the she had the ability and the drive to basically kill children in the wombs of mothers or cause the death of babies. Lilith, I suppose. It was not Lilith, actually. Lilith. Um, it was. Uh, I wish I could remember the name. I, I have the book somewhere, but. Uh, Lilith, she also wants to kill the the, the babies of, of man. Uh, she supports people who support demons, and she supports she basically copulates with demons in order to produce more demons. Um, but the I don't now Lilith was one of the ones that I think Solomon was able to force into labor, but she's very powerful. So I I kind of doubt that that part of the story was completely true because Lilith is very powerful. And I think that uh, even if Solomon was able to force her into a position where she had to serve, that she wouldn't be as in tighter as in tighter chains as the other gods or the other demons. Um, but you know, at any rate, uh, these demons were not good. They were not good entities. At the same time, it was put into effect that the angels enslaved them to uh, help Solomon build his temple. Um, the temple of Solomon was ultimately destroyed. Uh, by by demons, but also I imagine by forces that didn't know they were working for demons that were human beings. Um, but uh, so basically, the demons feared Solomon so much that he he you know when he died and he leaned on a staff and he wanted it to look like he was alive. Um, he leaned on that staff for many days and the demons kept on working. But then once he, he fell over, that's when they decided to revolt and basically 
you know, get free of their bondage and get try to get the revenge. Not only the revenge on Solomon, but the re- revenge on the entire human race because of what Solomon did. Um, so the, the Testament of Solomon, the Lesser Key of Solomon, the Greater Key of Solomon, these are books that you can delve into in regards to actually doing this magic yourself, but also understanding the magic itself. So, But I would highly recommend caution and be careful about what you're doing and know why you're doing it, uh, whatever motivation that you have. So I guess, does that answer the question? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I guess in wrapping up, um, when it comes to demons, like, what are some, what are some things that are prominent in your mind about demons? Like, is there, are there a few attributes that you always think of when we refer to demons, or is it? Well, when it comes to demons, I try to think back to uh, what you said about the cells and the viruses and the, and the diseases and bacteria and all that stuff. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense that, you know, demons uh, may manifest themselves in our world, not mm-hmm. only as hauntings, but not only as hauntings and possessions, but also as diseases, diseases because <clears throat> Christ, you know, he, 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 he would rebuke diseases yeah. with the passing of his hand and some words or maybe rubbing some mud in someone's eye to cure blindness or whatever it may be. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense that, you know, these, you know, demons in large part are just manifesting as diseases. Yeah. It's uh, it's the easiest gateway for them to come in, and it's honestly like there's just pinpricks between uh, these gateways between realms that chaotic beings can come through. So they can only send like tiny parts of themselves or tiny uh, minions, I guess you could say. Uh, but there is this this there there are these gateways that keep, um, you know, demons and very negative forces from coming in in their full full glory. I guess you could say because we are we are protected. There's this. You know, I always think of, when I think of the material universes, I usually think of um, how Asgard is protected by this huge wall that a giant built, um, a t- uh, something like a titan, if you will, but uh, a giant built uh, with the power that a giant has. And, and then, well, giant in the sense of Jotun. So the Jotun, they're, they're chaotic. Not all of them are bad. Not all, most of them are not good. Um, but they do have power over natural forces and natural energies that the gods, you know, will have to contend with, do contend with, but will have to contend with at the end. So they basically got a uh, a Jotun to build the wall around Asgard. And this wall, no matter how it came about around the material universes, um, very much protects us from other realms. Uh, how I'm not really sure exactly how it came about, but there is this, there are these series of gateways and this big wall that, make sure that we here can make choices and whether it be for ill or for good, uh, make choices in a vacuum compared to other dimensions, other, you know, whether it be astral or whether it be causal or whatever. Um, we, we have more of a vacuum in the material universes as far as like influences than in other realms. And, uh, it allows us to choose rather than be inflicted to choose. At any rate, um, I hope that this was interesting. If all of you uh, would like to contact me, feel free to shoot me a message on Messenger uh, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash hunter.salazar, H-U-N-T-E-R period S-A-L-A-Z-A-R. You can friend me. You can message me, what have you. Let me know your thoughts if you want to. And uh, feel free to share this episode wherever you want. I'm completely okay with that. At any rate, thank you very much, Josh, for being here with me. You're welcome. Thank you. And uh, I hope to see all of you on the channel in the future.